if anyone listening is like me, I truly value freedom in the sense of time and location. My most recent job for an employer, I was working 20 hours per week. So I could just up and do something in the middle of the day. It didn't matter because I didn't have like those full work days that a lot of people have. You can like get up in the middle of the day and go to the market and get fresh food and make your own meals. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Callie O'Connor from Travel Shifters. You'll remember Callie from episode four. You can go back to that episode to hear her story of quitting a job in engineering twice to go traveling. I wanted to get Callie back on the Quit Work Podcast to talk about remote work, which has been the focus of season two of her own podcast, Travel Possibilities. Callie, welcome back to the Quit Work Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me back. I know you're in the US right now, but you've also been working remotely yourself from Mexico. So could you tell us how you ended up spending some time there? Sure. So my remote work story is a little nonlinear, a bit like my career story as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. very fitting. But I started dabbling in remote work after my first career break. During that first career break, I had learned of someone who was teaching English online. And I just thought that sounded like the coolest thing ever because I speak English. And I love just meeting people from all over the world and having conversations. So teaching English online was like my first dabbling, I guess we'll say, with remote work. And so when I ended up quitting my job a second time to go on a career break, I had intended not to work at all, just kind of clear my head, see what direction my life was going to take me. And I had a conversation with a friend who was like, hey, like, you need to earn money. And I'm like, do I? (laughs) And she was like, I have an idea. Like, I know this person. Let me connect you. They have this, like, opportunity you could probably do on the road. And I was like, Okay. And so we had this conversation. And the thing was, like, I didn't want responsibilities. Like, I would be happy to make money without, like, a ton of effort. And that's exactly what this job was. And so when I quit my job the second time back in 2019, I bought a one-way ticket to Indonesia. I was doing this part-time, super flexible remote job. And I was able to do it just like they wanted 10 hours per week. And I was able to earn enough to cover my travel costs. And I'm like, wow. That's pretty cool. It is. Now, (laughs) with all of that said, the job wasn't like terribly stimulating and it got to a point where I'm like, I'm bored. I cannot do this any longer. But that like let me know what is possible in terms of remote work. So to get back to your question about how I spent time in Mexico working remotely, I had plans to go to Mexico anyway. And again, I was approached with a remote work opportunity. So it's funny when you kind of become this travel person and people know this about you and they know you're open to like random opportunities and jobs, things tend to find you. And so I was approached with another opportunity that they were happy to let me do remotely. They needed extra hands and support. These were people I had worked with previously, so they knew my work style and all of that. We negotiated a pay rate, and so then I landed this part-time job. I committed 20 hours per week, and I was working remotely in Mexico while also working on my own business. So, 
That's a that is little fantastic. background on that. <laughs> what an amazing combination, your own business and a steady job and working remotely while traveling. That's a pretty good combination. So yes. plenty of people have found themselves working from home during the pandemic. But as you point out, working from home is not the same as working remotely. So could you talk about the difference between the two? Yes, absolutely. So and this is something that comes up a lot when people are seeking remote work. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like you have to really be clear about what you want. Are you looking for this job so you don't have to go in, to an office? Or are you looking for this job so you can go work from anywhere? And the stark difference is usually the company. So sometimes yeah. they're flexible in terms of what is allowed in terms of time spent in the office. But there are other implications based on the way the companies are set up in terms of tax laws and little behind security and things that like the non-sexy things about remote work basically that you don't really think about until you start to think about it so working from home is just you probably are based where your office is and you're just not making that commute every day working remotely is like you you can work from anywhere or almost anywhere so sometimes there are remote jobs that kind of keep you stuck in within a few time zones or something like that but that is still a great opportunity just because they say you can't work anywhere in the world like that's okay because sometimes not everywhere in the world is suitable to remote work if that makes yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) it could be hard for employers if the expectations aren't set up from the start there's a colleague of mine in my previous job who decided he was going to move from the west coast of canada to new zealand his wife was from new zealand And you mentioned a couple of things there that were problems. I mean, he managed to surmount those problems, but time zone is obviously a problem that they're literally on a different day, not just a different hour when he's working from New Zealand. But he he managed to overcome that by saying, okay, I'm going to be up in Pacific time hours and I'm going to be working during those hours. And even though those may be slightly unsociable hours in New Zealand, I'm going to do it. And then there's the problem from the employer's point of view of, employment law and taxation i mean what's employment law in new zealand who knows they don't have time or or the money to pay for lawyers to work that out so so he solved that problem by going on a contract so instead of being an employee he was a contractor which made it a little easier from the employer's point of view so so there's there's lots of things to consider but it's definitely worth knowing that working remotely from another country in another time zone is a very different thing from just working from home Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, there's ways to get around some of those complications, but you need to have awareness of the complications in order to be able to solve those problems. So now that the pandemic's over, many employers are asking people to come back to the office. And and when I say asking, often they're telling people to come back to the (laughs) office. And some of these people are just saying, no, they're quitting. And like you, they're exploring more remote friendly employers. So Why do you think employers are so wary of remote work? It's so crazy because like, I mean, (laughs) if the pandemic hasn't proven anything, it's that people can get their jobs done remotely. And now like that was years worth of proof in my opinion. But like people are resorting back to like their old beliefs and their old sentiments. And it's sometimes a control thing. It's sometimes we've probably all had a manager who likes to micromanage and be on top of us and physically see that we're working. Yeah. 
But like those days have passed us by where you have to work eight hours a day and 40 hours a week. And like this schedule has been like set up for those people who are working like trade jobs where you need to like work in the factory on a line and like basically you're judged on output. But the thing is jobs nowadays that people are having in the office, they're not like that. So if you have to get a job done, it shouldn't matter how many hours you put in, it should depend on results. And so that's what we're shifting towards and employers really need to hop on board or they're going to lose all their great people. Yeah, that that really is the case. I mean, I think people are, are fine if there's a reason why you need to be at work at a particular place at a particular time. I, I've done both. I've worked on ambulance where you kind of have to be at the ambulance station ready to jump in the ambulance at a particular time for a particular shift. <laughs> Otherwise, there's not going to be an ambulance on the road. That's not the way things should be run. And that's fine. But then in my other jobs, kind of working, you know, doing software stuff, there's absolutely no reason why I need to be in a particular place at a particular time. And I, I think people realize that they're just not being trusted by their employers when they're required to come into an office. And when you reverse that and you do trust people, people respond very positively to that for the most part. Absolutely. Like it doesn't feel good not to be trusted, not just at work, like in any sort of relationship, it's no different. So yeah, if you don't trust the people you work with, then like, why are you even working with them? Yeah, exactly. So I know for the times when I've tried to work and travel at the same time that it can be hard. So can you talk about some of the challenges of working remotely? Oh, yes. <laughs> so there's there are a few and there are different ones. So first of all, it is really important to have a job that like aligns with your values, your skill set, and your interests. Because I always say it's amplified. If you have a job you hate, like when you're working in your own city, like you just complain about it, but that's life. If you have a remote job you hate and you're somewhere super cool and you have to be working, you resent yeah. that more job like way more than you do at home just because it feels like that job is preventing you from doing the things you want to be doing and exploring the places you want to be exploring. So ultimately it's yeah. a choice, but it hits a lot harder. And then the other thing is you are in a place where you want to be doing things all the time, but your job is your priority. So if you have a job, you have to prioritize that and put in the commitment that you've agreed to with your employer. And so sometimes that's going to mean saying no, you're not travel, you're not on vacation, you are a remote worker. So the job does come first. Yeah. And there are ways around it. And I talk about it in my remote work course because sometimes like if travel is your priority, there are more flexible remote jobs. There are jobs that you can just be like, well, I only am going to do the 10 hours per week. And so that gives you a lot more freedom and you can still cover your expenses. And there are ways around it. So it really depends on the individual. It depends on your career goals and it depends on your travel goals. What about the technicalities? Things like visas and taxes. Can that get complicated? It can. But like you mentioned, actually becoming a contract employee is definitely the easiest way around that because you are in charge of your own taxes and you are self-employed, usually for a company like in your own country. So you are not employed necessarily by the place you're visiting and therefore like definitely do your research on the places you are visiting in case there's any fine print. But for example, in Mexico, I have 
a temporary resident visa there that I chose to get because I wanted to stay longer than the six months. And they yeah. wanted to know like that I had income coming from a non-Mexican company. And so like they were happy to oh, know that right. I was receiving income from an American company at that time. And so that helped me in the visa process. So this is going to seem like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I've asked about the challenges of working remotely. What are some of the benefits of working remotely? <laughs> benefits? <laughs> well, like you can go where you want. Like, so if anyone listening is like me, I truly value freedom and the sense of time and location. And so depending on what your job is, like you can just pack up and go whenever. And so like my most recent job for an employer, I was working 20 hours per week. So I could just up and do something in the middle of the day. It didn't matter because I didn't have like those full work days that a lot of people have. You can like really create your own schedule. And that's part of like staying on track as well. It's good to have a schedule and a bit of a routine so you're not just all over the place all the time, but you can like get up in the middle of the day and go to the market and get fresh food and make your own meals. Or you can like, if something really awesome comes up, this happened to me on Dia de los Muertos in Oaxaca, I received an opportunity to like go spend that holiday with a family. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop working all day because this is way more important and I can wow. do that and I have the flexibility and freedom to do that and I will just make up the hours I owe them later in the week. And yep. that's what I did. So if you're sitting in an office, like a lot of times you don't have the flexibility to drop everything and go fly to Mexico. You're already there. You are immersed in the location that you want to explore. So your commute to the vacation really is a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> you're already yeah. there. Oh, wow, that sounds fantastic. What was that like, spending the uh, the holiday with the family? Oh, my gosh. It, I've been, like, reflecting on it. It was so overwhelming and wild because, like, it was just a giant party. <laughs> Starting in the afternoon, like, we had a meal together, but the mezcal and the beers were flowing up until the night. The whole town had a parade and a party, and it was really fun and really just wow. a huge celebration of life. Fantastic. <laughs> So I, I know you've been um, talking to all sorts of people who are working remotely for your Travel Possibilities podcast. So what are some of the kinds of things that come up in those conversations? Yeah, it's been really interesting. So I've had some conversations when people have asked their current employer if they can take their current job remote and have been successful. And then there have been conversations where people are like, okay, I just need to find something that's going to fit my lifestyle. We've had conversations where people have, cre like, they bring on their own clients, working freelance. So the main takeaway is there are so many ways that you can work remotely and earn money while traveling that, like, don't sell yourself short and don't, like, believe that it's not possible for you just based on your current skill set because you can grow your skill set and you can transfer your skill set to different types of jobs because the job you're doing now doesn't mean that has to be the job you do for the rest of your life. So you've covered a little bit of this, but just one last question for you, Callie. For people who are listening to this conversation and are now convinced that they should quit their tethered job and find a way to work remotely, how would you advise they begin to make that happen? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I always like to start with the self-reflection. 
because you don't want to just find a job that's remote just because it's remote. You want to find the right job and an aligned job. So I always recommend starting with envisioning your future. What do you think your life looks like? What do you want to be doing on a daily basis? And then write down also like what skills do you currently have and what do you love doing? And what you love doing doesn't need to be a traditional job skill. There are new types of jobs coming about all the time. So don't pigeonhole yourself on what you think a remote job should be. Just be open to the possibilities. Envision what your future could look like. And then have that written down when you do start your job search to make sure that you're not convincing yourself that the job sounds good just because it's remote. Well, I think that will have inspired a lot of people who are listening. Thank you so much for the conversation. Listeners, if you'd like to connect with Callie, you can find her on Instagram at The Travel Shifters or go to her website, travelshifters.com. And her podcast again is Travel Possibilities. Callie, thanks so much for joining me again on the Quit Work Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Mark. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkprojects.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own quit work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.